ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Maritime. My name is Shannon Davis, and we're live right now with Minister Peter Whiffen. He's coming to you from the Gold Coast of Australia. He's in the future. Saturday, about uh, 12 noon there. Peter, welcome back to the broadcast. Yes. How you doing? Yeah, no, going good. Um, uh, as usual, we've got our own issues and fighting them, and um, uh, I wish someone had told me it's a war, you know, when I was younger. But anyway, we realize now it's a war. <laughs> it's for sure. Oh my goodness! It sure is. But any, <laughs> I tell you, yeah. If, if we'll realize that, folks, we'll make it. It will not ca- catch us by surprise because nobody warns people that we're being born yeah. into the war zone, do they, Peter? They don't warn us, and uh, it's a war. You know, it's shocking. <laughs> oh golly, Peter, so, would you like um, to open up tonight in prayer before you bring the teaching? Yes, it's a it's a pleasure to be here and. Um, uh, we pray, uh, dear Father God, we love you and praise you so much. We know that you loved us because you sent your son and proved it. We know that you care for us because you instructed us to go out and heal the sick, cast out the devils, preach the good news of peace in the kingdom. And I pray today, Father that it be given to us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven and that we be shown things and that the eyes of all our understandings be opened so that we can have hope and that we can fight and receive the things of the promises that you have given to us. We bless everyone. We ask, Father God, that every enemy against us be put to sleep with your love and that all curses and witchcraft return back to the spiritual forces of wickedness that have been sent out return back and we pray that anyone that is cursing the show or cursing us be saved in the name of jesus amen amen again welcome everybody tonight and brother peter the mic is yours all right. Well, thank you. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and um, the goal of today is just to uh, encourage and uplift all of us. You know, we're getting uh, we're getting people coming that are uh, that are seeking answers, answers to prayer, answers for their life, for peace in their life, and um, it's a, a laying on me to to help pray for them. We're getting levels of success, um, and. Uh, Unfortunately, not everybody is getting what they want uh, when they want. And um, so uh, today I wanted to talk about um, entering the kingdom of heaven. Because um, uh, just because we buy a Bible and um, just because we go to a church or, or, or just because we prayed a, a prayer, Jesus, I give you my heart, it's not necessarily that we, uh, that we uh, have the promises. So what I want to do is just encourage everybody today by going through a few things about the kingdom of heaven and uh, what we found out about entering the kingdom. So uh, it starts off with Matthew uh, thirteen eleven. Jesus talking, he answered and said to them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it's not given. And that's a very interesting statement. 
um, Jesus said for people, some people, it's not given. So um, I don't know if I'd like to be the people that are not given to know the mysteries. So we pray now, and uh, everybody listening who wants to pray can pray in agreement. I pray for everyone and ourselves that we be given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We ask, dear Father God, in Jesus' name. So it says in Romans 15, 4, For whatever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, we may through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So uh, faith is uh, uh, comes from uh, an assurance of what we are hoping for. So the question is, what are we hoping for? And uh, that's a very fundamental thing because I think the, uh, the prince of this world is t teaching the world to forget about hope. You know, uh, don't worry about hope. That's a stupid thing to think about. And hope is like wishy-washy. Well, here we find that hope is actually the anchor. And it's one of the three things that remain. These three things remain. Faith, hope and love. <laughs> Nothing else remains. So um, <clears throat> the greatest is love. And uh, that's the first. So we hope in the love of God and we get the faith. Um, this just makes perfect sense. How do we know that God loves us? Um, we know because he proved it. Uh, we don't have to have a wishy-washy uh, faith in something we can't see. We know that he sent Jesus. Jesus died and rose again by witnesses. Uh, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John are all people who lived, who wrote letters to uh, the Bible is uh, letters, it's not a book, it's a letters written, things written by people to other people. So we hope, we hope. So uh, one of the things we found in the book of Joshua is they always came back to the city of uh, Gilgal or the town of Gilgal, which means a stone rolling. So if we hope in the re resurrection of Jesus, we can anchor our faith. So um, uh, Romans 10.7 uh, says, therefore, faith is from the hearing ear, and the ear, the hearing ear is from the word of God. Huh. Not how we've been thinking about it. Faith is the substance of things. Um, faith is, comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Well, this uh, says, therefore, faith is from the hearing ear, and the hearing ear is from the word of God. The hearing ear is from the word of God. This brings up the question is, what is the word of God? And uh, I found confusion here because um, uh, people are saying, um, well, look, if there's, there's a couple of ways you can have words in a book, you can have words, and you can give your word. What is giving your word? Giving your word is a promise. So the only thing that can be given of a word is a promise. It's impossible to give any other word. You can read a word, you can hear a word, but you can't receive a word that is not given. Yes, it can be spoken. Spoken word, written word. But the word of God is the promise of God. How do I know? I can test it. Romans 1. In the beginning was the word, or we can say in the beginning was the promise. The promise was God, and the promise became flesh and dwelt among us. The promise is Jesus. So, in the beginning is the word. The word is the promise. <clears throat> God's promise gives us a hearing ear. Jesus said to Peter, on this rock I'll build the church, when Peter had a revelation, he was given an ear to hear God. So the word of God is the promise of God. We have great many promises that are the word of God, and these promises are found in the Bible, that is the scripture. So let's pray to receive ears to hear so that we have the way of faith in us. So we pray now if people want to come along. Dear Father in heaven, please give us ears to hear so that we have the way of faith in us. Matthew 13 uh, verse 19 says, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understand it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. 
This is he which received the seed by the wayside. What is this saying? This is saying that understanding is vital. When we hear about the kingdom of God, it's vital that we understand it. If we don't understand it, the devil is going to steal it from us and we will lose it. So entering into the kingdom, it's vital that we have understanding. So let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, give us the gift of understanding in the name of Jesus. We have to realize that when the kingdom is talked about, the devil is also present to try and steal it. It says here, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth not, then comes the wicked one. Oh, yes, God is looking after his promises and looking over his promises to perform them. But the wicked one is also lurking around to steal it. How, um, how can the devil be present to steal it, you know, immediately be able to steal it, catch it away? He's not there, but his kingdom's there through his network of evil spirits. When, um, when I got deliverance, uh, an evil spirit was speaking in my mind and God showed me when it came out, I actually saw it with my open eyes. So um, I did experience, and it was a gift of faith given to me at the time, the evil spirit talking to me in my mind. Yes, it was inside me. See, they used to have a mind. Uh, they have a mind. They uh, used to have a body, so when they get in our body, they can use our mind. And from time to time, they do. They talk in the third person, and their biggest biggest um, uh, defense is stealth. Yep. They hide and give you thoughts in the third person and make you feel like it's your own. So, yes, when you're having any thoughts that are not the fruit of the Spirit the fruit of God, any thoughts that are not love, joy, peace, soundness of mind and the other nine fruits and anything else that's not that, doubt it where that thought's coming from. Uh, here we have the uh, present uh, promises. Uh, in Daniel chapter 7, verse 22, it says, Until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Yes, the ancient of days is Jesus. Judgment is given to the saints. We've got power over all the enemy to tread on them. That's judgment. And the saints possess the kingdom. It's a kingdom to be possessed. Jesus said, I appoint unto you a kingdom as my father has appointed to me that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging. That's uh, Luke twenty-two twenty-nine. This is telling us a vital thing, that the kingdom has to be appointed to you. Somewhere else Jesus said, first seek the kingdom. How? <laughs> How do you seek the kingdom? You know, you just go, oh, Jesus, come in my heart, and you've got the full kingdom. Hmm. Let's see what the kingdom is. The kingdom comes by appointment. There's a table in the king kingdom. Oh, yes, I appoint unto you a kingdom as my father appointed me that you may eat and drink at my table. That's the reason for the kingdom. The kingdom is a family. The kingdom is sitting and eating and living in the house of our brothers and sisters, in our family. Yes, the kingdom is a bloodline. The kingdom is the bloodline of the second Adam. Oh yeah, there have been two species of humans. First Adam, the Bible talks about became God breathed into him and he became a living soul second Adam was born he wasn't became and he is a life-giving spirit 
So when you are born again into the kingdom of heaven, you become a life-giving spirit. This is why us as Christians can cast out devils. We can heal the sick. We can raise the dead because we are a family that has an inheritance from the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our inheritance is his life, his body, and to be born in the second Adamic race or the, from born out of the first Adamic race into the second human race, which is Jesus, a life-giving spirit, a far greater position. So the table is in the kingdom, eating, drinking, and judging. That's Luke twenty-two twenty-nine. The kingdom of God is within you. Oh, yeah. The kingdom of God is within you. Luke seventeen twenty-one. That kingdom of God is the bloodline of Jesus flowing in us. It says we are, the Bible says, we are plainly the body of Christ. Inside a body is the blood. The life is in the blood. Therefore, we have the life of Jesus Christ in us. We have the blood of Jesus Christ in us. In Luke 12 to 32, it says, The Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Oh, yes. James, the brother of Jesus, says, If you don't ask, you don't receive. And you ask amiss to use it on your things you want. But God says, Those that knock, those that seek, will find. So yes, it wasn't appointed to those people, I believe, because they never prayed for it. They didn't want it. I believe everyone that wants it is appointed because it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. How do you know you got the kingdom? When we cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come. That's 11.20. The kingdom of God is within you. Luke 17, 21, when you cast out devils, you know you've got it. Heal the sick. The kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. Luke 10, 9, the kingdom of God is within you when you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover when you can cast out devils. Oh, yes, that just says the kingdom is close. The kingdom is here. You can also be doing that and be unrighteous. The kingdom of God come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the key, God's will. Not working iniquity. So in John 3, 3, we know Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So for all of those that cannot see it, we pray now, Dear Father God, let us be born again into the family of the Lord Jesus Christ so we can see the kingdom of God. I believe that when we receive access to it, because we then become translated into the bloodline of Jesus, the family bloodline. Yes, it's better to say we are in the blood than under it. We have to watch out for separation technology or separation theological theologic uh, reasoning because we are not separate. We are a family joined, rooted and grounded in love, which God is love. We are a bloodline species, a different species than the first Adamic race. The first Adamic race, Adam, never had a belly button. He was not born. There is a difference. Anything created that's not born of love decays. You can get a brand new car. The minute it rolls off the production line, it's decaying. You can build a brand new house. The minute you move in, it's decaying. You're going to have to repaint someday. But to be born of God is incorruptible seed. So when we are born again, we are born again, incorruptible seed, into the bloodline of Jesus. Now, I believe 
that this miracle happens because Jesus' family died on the cross. It says, who can speak of his descendants? No children, no descendants, illegally taken off him. He was cut off and cut off with him was us so that now it can be said when you're born again that you died with Christ. How did you die with Christ? You died as a family member of Christ on the cross who God now replaces, taking dead seed, Adam's seeds, and translating them into the precious family blood line of God. Yes, we are the bloodline. We are the blood. You're casting out devils who say, I am a bloodline member of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am seated with Jesus Christ because I am a family member. I am doing the family business. Get out. Be healed. Live. I call judgment on you for the death of Jesus. You be crucified. How do we know that you can say that? Look at the, um, the passage of Moses in the wilderness. They're all being bitten by snakes. Who is the snake? The devil. Not Jesus. Moses makes a bronze serpent with instructions from God. God is proving a point here. When we see that for whatever things were written aforetime, for written for our learning, we see here that Moses is lifting up a snake in the wilderness that is on fire. What is that? That is the judgment of fire on Satan. Whoever looked on that got healed. This is God showing that it is by judgment we get healed. We, as sons and daughters in the family of God, have judgment in our hands. The kingdom, when we enter, we sit judging at the table. Oh, yes. This is why Satan is dead set scared of Christians who come to the knowledge of the truth. Jesus had no family in the natural world. This is opportunity to have family was cut off at the cross. The repayment of the bloodline of Jesus is from perfect justice, which is an unlimited number of descendants that died with him. You think about how many people Jesus could have had as descendants. Since he lived forever, they can live forever. No curse of death on them. You can't count it. It bankrupted the universe. Yes, the glory of the Lord Jesus is he owns everything. He bankrupted the universe. We are a bloodline, yes, a family where blood is thicker than water. Don't we call our family blood relatives? This is then the correct understanding that we are the blood relatives of Jesus and have the authority of our family inheritance. We have the authority of the blood relation ship which is a definition one related by birth yes we're related by birth so we are the blood on this earth the precious blood of jesus flows in us to say we're merely under the blood separates us from that we remember satan is under the blood we are the bloodline satan is under us as the bloodline we have dominion over him. I give you authority over all the power of the devil. We are over him. He is under the blood. He is under the blood. Hebrews 12:28 says, Let us have grace. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved. No, this kingdom cannot be moved. It's finished. Jesus, what was finished at the cross is the blood triumphed. The bloodline was killed illegally and now requires a payback. Yes, so we go and we get grace that we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Colossians 1.13 says, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. The kingdom delivers us from the power of darkness. Now think about it. You died 
and born again with Jesus in baptism. Don't you know you've died with Christ? You are raised in baptism with Jesus Christ. You don't have family bloodline curses from that point. You cannot because we are delivered into the kingdom, into the family of Jesus. Jesus is our bloodline now. Oh, yes, the demons that used to follow us, the familiar spirits that followed our family are still pursuing. But the curse doesn't exist. There is no family line curse back to Adam and Eve because our family doesn't go back to Adam and Eve. Our family starts with Jesus now. Our family goes back to the one who is and was and is to come. We are the bloodline of Jesus. We have no bloodline back to Adam and Eve. The world has that. They go back to a bloodline that has no belly button. We go back to a belly button bloodline, the bloodline of Jesus. We have no family curse. It is a trick of the devil to say we have a family curse. Yes, we did have a family line curse, but when we were translated from the kingdom of this world into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the family of Jesus Christ, we lost our family curses right there. We have been redeemed. And Jesus says in Matthew thirteen thirty three, another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like unto like leaven, which a woman took and hid in the measures of meal until the whole was leavened. What is that? We are translated into the bloodline of Jesus Christ, but it's got to work out. It's got to soak through. We have to allow the kingdom of heaven to soak through us, leaven us, go uh, like it's like yeast going through the whole loaf. It takes time for that to happen. Yes, our spirits are perfect. It says we are born again with incorruptible seed. We cannot have split souls when we're born again. We are born again of incorruptible seed. Our body is not born again because it, because it is being worked out to a time when everyone will be resurrected. Our body's made from the earth. If we God resurrected our body, he's got to resurrect the whole earth because our bodies are made of dirt. So it's all done at once. So with patience, we redeem our souls, working out our salvation, allowing the kingdom of heaven Filter through us. By patience, you will gain your souls. Luke 21, 19. So, what can keep us out of the kingdom? There's many, many things. You can see it, but can you enter? Oh, yes. The Pharisees saw it. And Jesus said, you stand in the way and you block others. What were they doing? Jesus said they were full of devils. One thing, if you haven't got deliverance, you've got spirits in you keeping you out of the kingdom. Oh, yeah, that's Satan's job is to come and steal the kingdom from you. Jesus said in March, Mark 9, 9.47, if thine eye offends thee, pluck it out, for it's better to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast in hellfire. Mm. That's not just looking at the ladies. Luke 9.62 says, And Jesus said to him, No man having put his hand to the plough and looking back is fit for the kingdom of heaven. Looking back is your eye. Looking back at the world is your eye. In the book of Joshua, we get the sin of Achan. That guy wanted to look back to Jericho. He did. And he took and he looked and he saw it was nice and he took the gold and the silver and the Babylonian garment, which is the garment from Shinar, which means two rivers. He wants the best of both worlds. You can't. You can't look back. You can't. You can't. You, you can say you're a Christian and be gay, but if you, <laughs> you won't enter and sit at the table. You're missing out on the blessings of the kingdom of God. You will not have the power of God if you're doing that. You'll be called least. Those that are in error 
are called least in the kingdom. What is being called least in the kingdom? Least power. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Being called least, not entering, is missing out on the power. Partakers in the divine nature is at the table. This is why we enter the kingdom, to sit and partake of the divine nature, a nature that is full of the fruit of the Spirit. This is how we know we are living in a divine nature. You can't get the divine nature unless you're born into the divine nature and you sit and partake of the divine nature. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is a biblical term that sums up the nine attributes, we know them, of the Christian life. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Galatians 5, 22-23 The fruit of the Spirit is not rolling around the floor, out of control, laughing, barking like dogs, manifesting another spirit. Pretty simple technology. If there's no self-control, that is not God. Then Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I say to you, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. What is that? That's feeding on the body and blood of Jesus. It's feeding on the payback of the body and blood of Jesus, taking our share in the inheritance of the saints. What is our share? Jesus said, I leave you a will and testament, my last will and testament, my only one, the new covenant testament in his blood line bloodline blood bloodline same thing species bloodline that was extincted yet by god who can do anything he wants does it in perfect righteousness making us born again to replace the children died on the cross that's what happens when you enter the kingdom for the kingdom of god is not in word but in power we enter the kingdom and sit at the table. Now, this challenges the word of faith movement because our words are not the kingdom of God. It's power. The kingdom of God is not in word. Yes, what we say is important. Life and death is in the tongue because we ask for the kingdom with our tongue. We curse with our tongue too. So the challenge of the word of faith movement movement the kingdom of god is more than our words it's power through the holy spirit it's more than a tongue it's firepower it's firepower that we receive after waiting in the teaching of peace yeah that's a lot of people um jesus went to a lot of trouble to make them church wait he held up the whole church to wait at pentecost they already had the holy spirit oh yeah Jesus said to them, when Thomas wasn't there, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Whomsoever sins you remit are remitted. Whomsoever sins you retain are retained. They had the Holy Spirit. They didn't have the firepower. The tongues were the word giving them utterance. That's the ears to hear. Have we waited in Jerusalem? By the way, Jerusalem means the teaching of peace. No, oh, no, we don't want to run out. We don't want to listen to sound doctrine. If we listen to sound doctrine and sit humbly under the teaching of peace like kids, like children, and wait for the power and the fire and the ear to hear. Tongues is the ear to hear, the spirit giving utterance. Fire and power is the kingdom to come. God said, you got to wait for it. People run off, and run off. Forgot the power, forgot the fire. You know, you can see um, demonstrations of deliverance when people say fire and the spirits burn, just like the snake burned in the wilderness. When um, God was preaching the gospel to Abraham, remember he got animals and he cut them in half, a couple of goats and some birds and stuff. He cut them in half. And then a gross darkness fell on Abraham. And fire went through the split animals. What do you think that means? It's the refining of the flesh. 
fire separating the corruption that's in nature, in the world, that came in when sin was given permission to come in the world by Adam and Eve. So first Peter, uh, Second Peter 1 Peter 1.4 says, Whereby we are given us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. The corruption that's in the world is not our lust. It's the lust of Satan who wanted the world. It's the lust of the fallen angels who made the Nephilims, mixed the seed, <clears throat> made mermaids, made lion-like men, made, um, you know, the Sphinx is in the Bible. Somebody killed two lion-like men from Moab. So how do we seek the kingdom? Some people go, oh, well, you're saved and uh, blah, blah. You know, the type and shadow is in the book of Joshua. They crossed the Jordan, entered the promised land, destroyed Jericho. But, you know, there were a couple of tribes that already had their inheritance before all that. I think it's Ephraim and half-tribe Manasseh. They, and some, they had their promise and they were told, you've got your promises, but help your brothers. So some of us have got the promises. Some of us have got the peace in our life. And God is saying in that example, help your brothers. Some haven't got the promises. Some are fighting to get in. I believe our job in the church is to help people get in. Pull out the chair for them. Help them sit at the table. Oh, yes. There are no blessings for us, the church, outside of the table of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are no promises that apply to us except through the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't have a promise. We have an inheritance of the receipt of the promise. So first, Second Peter 1 Peter 1.4 says this, Hereby we are given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, might, that you can be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Yes, we escape by the promise. The word of God is the promise. The scriptures are the Bible that gives us the promise, shows us. For it records whatever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. That learning is so we know what the promise is. How else are you going to know? So what do we do? I believe in Second Peter we have it here. Now those that, those that think they have everything, we don't. There's actually a roadmap of how to never fail. Second Peter 1.5 says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. What is virtue? High moral standards. And to high moral standards, knowledge. Oh, yeah. First of all, you've got to decide to turn to God and be right, to be good, to be right. Add to your high moral standards, knowledge. Knowledge is facts, information, and skills acquired through experience or education, the theory or practical understanding. It comes after a decision to turn to God and be right how God made us perfect. He said he made everything rested and everything was good. Second Peter 1.6 says, And to add to your knowledge, temperance. Temperance is moderation in action, thought or feeling, restraint, habitual moderation in the indulgence of the appetites or passions. Be temperate. That's the next step. Add to your temperance, patience. Oh, yeah, temperance is not patience. Temperance is decided, deciding to settle down, decided to take things easy, turning to God to be right. Add to temperance, patience. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems or suffering 
without being annoyed or anxious. Yeah, here's a step. Then add to patience godliness. You know, I see a lot of people who say they're godly, they're not patient. And we are not patient a lot of times. But these are things we are told to do. Godliness is the quality or state of being spiritually pure or virtuous. That's get deliverance. First step, decide you're going to be right. Then be moderate in things. Then add patience and then get your deliverance. Become spiritually pure. After that is brotherly kindness. A kindly and lenient attitude attitude towards people you know on facebook man you see a lot of people bashing the hell out of each other that are supposed to be christians it's shame on them because they should not do that that will keep you out of the kingdom god will not let you sit down he he won't let you sit down in unforgiveness bitterness and a bad attitude you will not sit at the table in the family with that you then cannot feed on the payback which is everything in the blood and body of jesus add to brotherly kindness charity oh yeah brotherly kindness is not love you need to decide to be kind to decision and then add to that love what is love well it's summed up in john fifteen thirteen. Jesus even claimed greater love has no one than this, that they lay down one's life for their friends. Oh, yes. Helping others at the price of your own life being put out is love. Love is action. (laughs) Love is not just saying, I love you. Love is action. Love is action. Second Peter one eight says, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Take these steps and you will be fr- you will have that promise, the Bible saying, not me. I'm just reading it. This is how you sit at the table. Yes, it has to be appointed to sit. You can't just walk in and sit. There's a story of a guy who got in a wedding supper of the lamb without the clothes on. He got cast out where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. You have to be invited to sit down. But he that lacketh these things, next verse, 2 Peter 1, nine. he that lacketh these things is blind Blind, cannot see afar off, Mm. but he's been saved because he's forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. He forgot he got deliverance and went running off. Let's remember, let's remember, not forget that we have been purged from our old sins, that we are seeking these steps above mentioned. Next verse says, Wherefore, rather, brethren, rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fail. How good is that promise? I think all those things mentioned we can all do. And we can do them by asking God to help us, submitting ourselves for deliverance, where we have a spiritual virus in us, causing us to malfunction, causing us to manifest and run virtually a computer program in us that is not God, but the other prince of this world. 
For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Wherefore, Paul says, I will not be negligent to put to you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. It is the truth that sets us free. And Paul says we can forget them because he won't be negligent in bringing them to remembrance even though they knew them. Don't forget the steps to the kingdom. That's what he's saying. Praise the Lord. So those that are saved, remember we are a family. Remember that we walk according to the deserving royalty of the family. We walk according to the ambassadorship of the family. We walk giving honour to Jesus who made it possible for us to be in the family. We work and walk to give him a payback for saving us into his family. The doctrine is for learning, not for arguing over. The doctrine is so that we know the promises to have hope that we'll be all resurrected one day. We're arguing, are you going to argue in heaven with that person? Faith works by love, and love never fails. Jesus said to love your enemies, and we do that by praying for God's love to come upon them. God is love. That is the milk of the word that we need to grow in salvation. Love one another is where the real power is. Paul said, I know a greater and better way, didn't he? He said love. The rest of it is a gonging brass symbol doing nothing, <laughs> achieving nothing, doing nothing, getting nowhere. We're born into the kingdom of love. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. How are we going? We got, uh, We've got about five minutes, five minutes on the clock left. If you're joining us uh, just now, we're live with Minister Peter Whiffen from Gold Coast, Australia. Peter, great message tonight. I want you to um, give out your contact information, tell people about your website, how they can support your ministry, and then um, I'm going to have you close in prayer tonight. All right. Praise the Lord. Thank you for everybody. You know, um, uh, just remember that God loves us. And um, I've got a website with a booklet um, that's free called um, Deliverances at the Table. We found this um, here, the, the first deliverance in the Bible is 1 Kings chapter 10. Queen Sheba got delivered by King Solomon. Queen Sheba's name means oaths and uh, his name means peace, so she got deliverance at the table of peace. It's all about it in the booklet, and uh, that booklet uh, is getting us some very, very, very good testimonies. So that's at uh, hiskingdomstable.com. Um I got a Bible called the Names Amplification Bible. It's a project given to me in prayer, and uh, that's completed. Anybody who wants a copy can email me at Peter Whiffen, which is W-H-I for Igloo, F for Facebook, F for Facebook, I for Igloo, N for Nelly at Hotmail.com. I'm happy to send it to you in PDF form. Still waiting to get it printed. I'm getting some test runs done now and should have it out in print form hopefully soon, which would be fantastic. Um, it is just a Bible, no commentary. I believe that uh, the Bible is complete. We don't need a commentary. So um, uh, we're finding that uh, if you want your, your – uh, if prayers are not uh, coming through what you want, try praying while having communion. Pray to enter and sit at the table. A good prayer is, I come to receive the blessings of Jesus Christ, Son of God, 
through his blood and body sacrifice for me and those blessings only. I come to receive my part of the inheritance of the saints and by drinking the wine and eating the bread, I signify my full agreement with the receipt of the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ, the grace given to me as a family member. And then I ask to receive the grace for all my problems, which I now say. You try that, see how far you get. We've got some miracles happen everywhere, Shannon. <laughs> Do you have <laughs> that uh, prayer written down anywhere? They can pick that up on uh, your website? Yeah. yeah, it's in the booklet. Which booklet? Deliverance is at, Deliverance is at the Table. Deliverance is at the Table. It's a free download at hiskingdomstable.com. Everybody go over there, bookmark that website, pick these up, and I want to encourage you to support Brother Peter's ministry. He's doing a fantastic job for Jesus. My brother, I Look, want to thank just you. Wondering, we just want to encourage everyone. You know, it's a war, and, and it's not easy. So we need encouragement, Shannon. Yes, we know. do. Amen. And keep Amen. up the good work over there, my brother. Um, yeah. Would you like to close it out in prayer tonight? Yeah. Thank you for uh, being here, everybody. And um, uh, we praise the Lord God who made us all. We praise him and his glorious victory of the cross. We lift him up as the one that has saved us all. And we praise his mighty name. And we thank you and close the broadcast in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. My brother, I'll be back in touch with you. We'll get you on for your next program. All right. Bless you. Love you, my friend. God bless you. Love you all. See ya. That's Peter Whiffen. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.